Welcome um, to the Board Man Podcast. Today we have Brian, who is a journalist for Yahoo Finance and host of the Crypto Mile. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thanks for coming. Okay. Yeah, quite a formal. Thing. <laughs> it's nice and formal. Yeah. Formal guy. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, he's a formal guy. Yeah, that's yeah. the way we do it. He's wearing a shirt, you know. Yeah. Just bring a bit of formality to the proceedings here. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seen the show, thought it could be a bit more formal. That's why I wore the shirt. Right. And we've got another guest. Yeah. I got the memo as well. Yeah, I took the blazer off just so I could be a hybrid yeah, yeah. of uh, somewhere between formal and non-formal. They're yeah. nice colourful colours you got there, aren't they? Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. A bit more Smith. Ali, I wonder how long you could have stayed quiet for before people would have been like, why is that guy in the middle not talking? <laughs> Could have sat here as a minder. <laughs> just, yes, yeah. share the mic because yeah. we'll... Uh, I'll put it here. Yeah, just thank stare, you. Staring at Anyone, people. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I'll, 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 I'll you, uh, you're like a yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm Ali. Nice to meet you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Where'd you come from? <laughs> um, oh, we need is Scylla Black. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm Ali. Uh, I'm founder of a company called British Pearl. Um, and I'm in the fintech area. And I've been in financial services for coming up to 25 years. So when I heard you were coming on, um, I got quite excited. That's it. People yeah. do. I don't yeah. understand. I'm not, like, I'm not a crypto expert, but I find the area fascinating. Shall I tell, yeah. shall I tell you how I met Brian? So we, I, my, my business partner was in a, in a car and he saw Brian and he overheard Brian talking. And uh, Brian was talking about crypto. So my friend basically just accosted, accosted you, didn't he? He says, don't let that guy leave the shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the optician was like, you're not allowed to leave. There's a guy called Daniel coming down. Yeah. Spec savers? Uh, no, it was just a, I forget what the place is called. It's just a private optician somewhere in London yeah. <laughs> that takes Bitcoin. Well, and oh, then, really? And then, and then Daniel was, heard about it. Yeah. And uh, it is Daniel, isn't it? That's yeah. It. And then... Daniel was on the phone with the guy, the optician, and he was just basically, don't let that guy leave the shop. And then he came down and then I ended up driving across town and then chatting on the phone to James. So you were there because the shop takes Bitcoin? Yeah, I was doing a documentary about uh, how people can use Bitcoin in London, you know, that, and it was actually quite difficult to actually spend Bitcoin. I basically did one week only spending Bitcoin in London. Is it true that there's there's loads of cash machines that will accept Bitcoin and take it? Like you can actually go to a cash machine in London and go, yeah, I'm gonna on the internet. But then when you go there, it's not. It, it's just not, not that easy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's oh, or it doesn't. Shit. It's not like the internet would say, okay, this shop, this shop, this shop takes Bitcoin. This you know this ATM. There's an ATM here, there, and everywhere. And you go to the place, and it's not there, or the shop doesn't take Bitcoin anymore. So I had to sort of do uh, a kind of a not use the internet and like phone like different people within the crypto community you know and just say guys help me out here and that's when i heard about the optician and then i heard about like the pizza parlor i heard about the crypto cabbie who basically took me around london on those days oh wow yeah i think he's he's a a big bitcoin maximalist right i think that's such a good way for the the current state of like the bitcoin market is like you know everyone's saying it, it, it works and then actually the technology behind it is like well it needs to be made easy and it needs to be made you know you know, efficient to actually actually work. And when you get there, it doesn't, it that, doesn't that's work. It. It's the ultimate test is, does it work on the ground? Yeah. And then when you go to find out, it actually didn't really work that well because the transactions to actually settle them took ages to, right. you know, so basically I went in, got an eye appointment, paid for it with Bitcoin, and then it took about 24 minutes or something like that for that to come through. It was all a bit, you know, that's yeah, not so good on a scale. No one's going to, no one's going to. Nobody's going to wait around no for 24 minutes, you know, so that like, you know, has settled. But with like Lightning Network and all these other things, it can all be sped up, right? With Yes, with Lightning Network. But 
as far as I'm aware, I don't think we can use Lightning Network in the UK. Right. So I was using... Uh, What's Lightning Network? It's just like a sort of... Just think of it as like another way to speed up Bitcoin uh, processing because yeah, it takes too long, obviously, just to to. It, make it, yeah, it was because yeah, on the on the the base layer, you know, the the main net of Bitcoin, you know, it's got it was I think you know there's so only so many blocks can be uh, validated per second, and uh, I was using Revolut and it was just really slow. Yeah, right. and then yeah, if you use the Lightning Network, you know, it's uh, they do the bunch the transactions. And, you know, it's done really fast on a centralized system. And then it's kind of like put back into the blockchain later. I think that's how yeah, it works. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 Brian, uh, well, I know, we're, you know, I know we've got hours. I'd love to chat to you for hours. But what have you learned really from, you know, your time at Yahoo Finance in terms of, you know, most people now, I mean, you, is it okay to say who you interviewed today? Can I mention that? Oh, yeah, it was uh, Ben Armstrong. Yeah, you know, Bitboy Bit, Crypto. Yes. Um, yeah. What obviously, you know, Every, I used to watch him quite religiously and he would always put a very positive spin on everything. I, li- I like to be a bit more of like a realist. What are your thoughts now with crypto and, and NFTs? Do you think they're, they're going to come back? What are you seeing? Because you've got a really good purview of everything that's going on. Yeah, like I've talked to everybody, but actually when I talked to Ben today, you know, uh, BitBoy Crypto, yeah. Crypto BitBoy. <laughs> yeah. When I talked to Ben today, he basically, he was very realistic. He said, look, if you haven't hedged into crypto now, or if you didn't do it, like say two years ago or a year ago, there's no point in doing it now. Well, in, our, in, in crypto or in other assets? Well, basically into crypto. Okay. You know, from say your your pounds plummeting in value, and you're thinking to yourself, God, I need a hedge in the in the Bitcoin. Mm. But basically, if you hadn't, if you didn't do it a year ago or, or two years ago, there's no point in doing it now because obviously, Bitcoin is kind of correlating with uh, you know yeah. the stock market. Yeah. It's going to go down too. Yeah. So yeah. So the big gains were to be made two years ago, three so the, years so, ago. Of so, course, that's obviously. So the general consensus is it's going in line with the with the stock market. He wouldn't say that though. He says Bitcoin uh, basically forms its own sort of pattern. Yeah. But uh, I think that it's been correlating with the Nasdaq for many years. Yeah. But then, Same. if you look at it from uh, say the early 20, 2011, 2012, it it wasn't, but then as it started to go into mass adoption, it just started correlating with stocks. Yeah. I think that's to do with cheap money and just uh, you know going about disposable income, maybe retail bailing into stocks, yeah. bailing into Bitcoin, taking it out of stocks, yeah. risk on, risk off sort of yeah. attitudes. And Bitcoin seems to be uh, correlating. Yeah, I also yeah. think if you think of crypto as an asset class, right, which it is like gold or property or anything else, when money's being pumped into the economy, Assets go up, right? It's that simple because there's more money. It's like the most simple. I'm not very good at economics, but it's the most simplest thing that I've learned. So it makes sense when, you know, QE stops or money printing slowed down, that crypto will go down as well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, I suppose everybody sort of thinks, okay, QE stops, uh, inflation supposedly is going to, you know, it's going to calm inflation down. And then, uh, yeah, Bitcoin's probably not going to react well to that situation. Yeah. You know, uh, if... Uh, the UN have just said that, you know, pleaded with Jerome, Jerome Powell from the Federal Reserve to basically stop uh, hiking interest rates up because it's going to lead to recessions around the world. But I think he, I don't know, I think he'll be stubbornly just go and just try and strengthen the dollar against all our other currencies. Right. And I think that isn't a great formula for Bitcoin. Right. Because if you've got a strong dollar, uh, I was looking at, like, I'm not like an expert either, but if you look at uh, 10-year U.S. yields, they've started to come down a little bit. So yeah. the dollar is actually, uh, people are more, feel more secure about it in the long term. Mm. And that's bad for Bitcoin as well. Because, you know, if you've got a bit of money, would you buy U.S. Uh, treasuries or would you put it into Bitcoin now? Like, say, for instance, if I give 
everybody here. I, 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 if I give everybody here, like, I don't have about 10 grand each, are you going to put it into Bitcoin or would you put it into US Treasuries? If you had, you only had those two choices, what would you do now? Me, I, w- I mean, not advice, but I would do Bitcoin just because the rate of, you know, the, R, the rate of increase that it could go up exponentially would be right. Treasury. So oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, a gambler. Would, yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Okay. So, okay. so it depends on your personal circumstances, right? Where you put the money. But the whether Bitcoin goes up isn't just linked to QE, which is a very good point. That money's got to go somewhere. It's also linked to adoption, which is what the conversation that you started with, right? Right, that's true. That, you know, that, that's, how, how prepared the people to take... That's the white elephant yeah, in the room. Yeah. You know, everybody's talking all these technical points, but really Bitcoin was created by Satoshi yeah. to be used, you know, yeah. and uh, I suppose the Lightning Network's doing really well. I was in El Salvador uh, uh, just before, like, uh, the Bitcoin law was made legal tender, and... Uh, there was no appetite for Bitcoin in San Salvador. Sorry, okay, guys. Wow. But when I went down to Bitcoin Beach in El Zonte, it was amazing. Like, they'd been using Bitcoin there for, I don't think it was about like a, maybe a year. Uh, it was like a little sort of a bubble of uh, Bitcoin use. And I was getting taxis up and down the coast, mm-hmm. paying with Bitcoin, a local shop. Uh, you know, Fanta. Yeah, I, I was expecting, like, I'm going to get a soft drink here. The guys obviously not want to, not want, not going to want to take sats for this, you know, like a small amount of Bitcoin, but he's like, surely, yeah, give me some Bitcoin for it. And I was like, right, okay. And if you went to Venezuela, it'd be a different story, wouldn't it? Yeah, okay, with the, the inflation of the, the Venezuelan currency. Well, you see, this is a, like, I, I sort of chatting to different people about uh, crypto and stuff like that. And really, in the end of the day, it, it's, it's only going to reach that mass adoption if it's necessary to use it, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, Apart from that, it's just speculating on a on a risk asset. But if it's necessary to use it, it will be. It will have. Mass it's all to do with hype as well. I mean, I was in Greece recently in Athens, and it's weird because the the you know the economy in Greece at the moment has taken a hit over the last couple of years. But I saw quite a few shops, Bitcoin shops and crypto shops. And I just I was quite surprised. Like they were just set up for trading or exchanging in cryptocurrency, and I thought that's crazy. It, it, you know, it's a question about the hype as well. Like, you know, is the hype still there? Is the hype yeah. You know, we've done quite a few things together on different things and, and going to different events and doing stuff. And we've been to Cannes and seen, and, and when the hype is there, I feel it. I get behind it. I'm like, oh God, this is great. It's going to come back or it's going to, yeah. it's going to blow up or whatever, whatever, it, you know, whatever it may be. And it's, 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 and then it dips and it's like, you know, it levels out. And it's, I think it's a question of whether, you know, the hype and people still talk, if people still talk about it enough, it will, it will, you know, it will fly back up. Um, I, do you think the do, hype is still there? Does the hype, so does the hype have like a, a battery life? Do people get exhausted, you know, and just like, because I think... It does, yeah. I yeah, think so. yeah, of course. I, I think this particular bear market that we're in at the moment, I think a lot of people that were in it for retail, you know, retail, sorry, retail investors, uh, maybe they're just exhausted with all that hype now. Mm-hmm. And if we do have another bull market, are they going to still come back in the same force? I don't right. know. Or is this next bull market going to be brought on by institutions and stuff like that? Yeah, it's so, it's so, the thing is, it's so hard because it's like it's so it's easy to manip- manipulate. I've heard that it's fifty people that manip- manipulate Bitcoin. There's, there's all the, there's so many technicalities, right? Yeah, it's whether you follow Bitboy who goes by his graph or this guy you know, who goes <laughs> by his historical graph, and that blockchain backer, he's really good. Everyone seems to really like him. It, but the, the reality is, it's yeah. Will it will it get mass adoption? And there's so many things like Ali was saying, you know, will. But, you know, Gartner used to do this really cool thing about 10 years ago called, um, they were, it was called the Magic Quadrant Hype Cycle. 
and they would work on hype cycles. So you have like mass hysteria and then okay. it kind of goes back there. Yeah. Really interesting. You spend a fortune with Gartner and they would work out where the hype cycle was going, right? So I, the one thing that I can be sure of is I don't know the top and don't know the bottom. Yeah. When I'm selling or buying NFTs or crypto, I've never been able to time it. I'm terrible at timing it. Yeah. So it's, do you believe in it long-term? Do you believe in the utility of it? Obviously, you've got all these problems. Hopefully, we can chat about you know what's just happened with Kim Kardashian and mm. the SEC and all this sort of stuff. But do you believe long-term that there's a place for crypto? Because all this, um, there's loads of people who are making payment points where you can use credit cards and pay with Bitcoin, mm. right? So do I think it's a good store of value? Do, do, and I think the question we were talking about, I think it might have been Spencer, we were talking to somebody and they said, um, how many coders are coding in you know, Solidity or Haskell? Right. I think that's a really good question, right? But, because yeah. if I... I, I know you can go back and see, you can see currently the amount of developers that's working in, yeah, in that, crypto. Yeah. yeah, And there's still loads. loads. It's and going it, up and up and up. Yeah. So, so if the fact that the, the, back, the background, if people are still working on it and it's right. growing... So if you had kids now, right? If you had kids now and you were going to get them into, you know, become a lawyer or become a coder, I would ask them to code like Solidity, Solidity yeah, for yeah. Ethereum. Yeah. And on GitHub, if you look at them now, the Solidity coders, they're charging a fortune to build okay. smart contracts. Well, so yeah. I would sort of say, okay, if those numbers are going up and the next generation are building smart contracts to look to build this really cool technology, mm. to me, that would say, all right, probably going to come back. Mm. Yeah, well, that's I never thought about that before. That's a really good metric to use yeah. to, for forecasting. If there's a lot of coders in there, a lot of developers that are using Ethereum, well, it's a little bit like, remember, was it... Uh, the Sega uh, Dreamcast came out before yeah. the Nintendo yeah, whatever exactly. it was. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. Dreamcast was better yeah. at all sorts of stuff, but it didn't have all the developers that were making the games for it. Right. So it couldn't reach mass adoption, but instead, I think it was the Nintendo whatever yeah. done far better and then Sega folded. You know I think that was their last console. And you're right, if there's a lot of <coughs> developers that are using Solidity and like putting it through and like, yeah. you know, you've got a, a huge amount of interest and basically people are versed in that uh, programming language, then that's the one that's going to reach mass adoption mm. rather than a rival. I think that happened with HD and DVD as well. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. Battle, the battle between HD and DVD, I think at the time they just went, well, just look how many people are working on DVD rather than the HD. Yeah. I think it was, it was a HD. Blu-ray. No, it wasn't. It was like the, the red HD. I know people forget about it. It was like a red HD thing versus, yeah, versus Blu-ray. Yeah, think. yeah. And you just look at how many people behind the scenes are working on it or being employed to do it. And it's like, that's, you can kind of follow that trend. Sorry, I was going to... The, the amount of developers um, are using Solidity doesn't, is not necessarily an indicator of how successful the currency may be. It may be an indicator of how successful distributed ledger technologies will be. So right. this is why you're on. Yeah. Um, yeah. This yeah. is why you're here. Because, that, 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 yeah. because uh, the, the controversy. What, what's interesting <laughs> is that I, I think what we've learned from Bitcoin is people's willingness to put their money into another currency. It's not quite a currency because it doesn't tick all the boxes yet. Store of value, being able to transact quickly. Uh, but it, certainly people are trying to get there. But what what um, cryptocurrency has done is demonstrated the power of the distributed ledger technology mm. and DLTs are being used by very large companies mm. uh, and now some of the big banks and you know smart contract coding has many other applications it's not just to deliver a currency token across the network it's also for example it can be used in the securities markets which are huge mm -hmm. and uh, institutions such as Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Fidelity, 
they've got areas totally dedicated to digital assets and having a look at this. Mm-hmm. And the real benefits of that area are um, reduction of risk and reduction of costs. Yeah, efficiencies. Yeah, the efficiencies that can be da- uh, gained mm. from using distributed ledger technologies in the securities markets, which are valued in the trillions. Mm. Um, that's definitely interesting. Yeah. That, that's yeah. why I wrote a story at the beginning of the week about quant uh, and you know the quant network. And basically, what's that? It's like a it's 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 not a blockchain, but it's it's like kind of the glue that's meant to like allow all these blockchains to communicate with each other. And the team behind it. And the, the head of the quant network, forget his name now, but anyway, he is he's worked with like PricewaterhouseCooper, HB, HSBC, and lots of big banks. And they say that that is the technology that will be the engineering behind central bank digital currencies, right. you know, CBDCs. So, uh, and it's the price has been hiking all week. I do not know why, but if you look at quant, is one of those ones where it's kind of like. It's not a blockchain. I don't even know why it's a token. I think they're an interoperability layer. Interoperability layer, yeah, yeah between absolutely. loads of different blockchains. Yeah. But I don't even know why they need a token because they had an ICO, they tokenized and stuff like that. But it's basically a technology for a distributed, distributed ledger technology and how all these different systems, private blockchains, can speak to each other. And I think, you know, that's very interesting. Maybe it's like an What's operating system. What's the real system. world application though that's the thing that matters well, the most yeah i think it's it could it be that you need an overall operating system below all the blockchains that allow the blockchains to speak to each other mm. or it could be a piece of technology that will enable web3 to really take um hold yeah that could be the thinking behind it because why would i want one uh, dlt why would i want one dlt speaking to another dlt what is the real benefit yeah. What, uh, what is? Yeah, but I think if you want to automate all these different things, like you mentioned, like digital assets, maybe you're automating uh, commodities or something like synth- synthetic commodities or something. And that's been, you know, about for a while. And you want to automate trade and link it to the Internet of Things and stuff like that. Well, these these different systems might be set up on different blockchains, different DLTs. So you probably want them at some stage to be able to speak to each other. Possibly. I think I'm not an expert, but maybe. That's what that's what that quant network is trying to do. <laughs> One point I think that we need to um, that I'd like us to um, leave this uh, uh, podcast remembering is that for me, you know, we can talk about whether there's a future for Bitcoin, whether there's a future for Ethereum. For me, the evidence is that there is definitely a future for digital currency, mm. and that to me is the most interesting thing because. Central banks have already said that these are projects that are going to go ahead. Uh, our last chancellor, Rishi Sunak, has tasked, um, I think, either the Mint or one of the government departments on investigating the deployment of a, a, a UK digital currency. They've already done it with yeah. their Tezos. Uh, have they? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, yeah. I'm a bit behind on that news. No, but... just a uh, like a proof of concept. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. And then, obviously, there's the digital yuan, uh, the, the Chinese... Not sure I pronounced that correctly. Uh, the Chinese currency, yeah, and, and the US are working on it as well. Mm. And the, the the benefits for central banks are there's many operational benefits, and there's lots of oversight and governance benefits for them. 
on putting controls in where that currency. But does that mean it's just spent. going to be controlled by like there's going to be a digital currency, but it's going to be controlled by the government? So what? It's, well, what's currency the currency, what's the difference? The currency the is currently of, controlled by government. Yeah, it's yeah. opposite of Bitcoin, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're right. Like, what is the difference? The point? Yeah. Because like, commercial banks already can uh, digitally enter in new loans that they give out to people. You know, just make up the figures and stuff yeah. like that. And it's we got we got. Well, they need nine percent backed, right? So I yeah, think so for every yes. every pound you borrow from a bank. They need about nine pence in the UK to, to have that money back, whether it's gold or whatever it is, right? It's still a fractional reserve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fraction, but the yeah. fraction keeps on yeah, reducing. It's called, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's called reserve yeah. banking. Yeah, yeah, yeah fractional. Yeah. But yeah, fractional. Yeah. And they'll well, need to have, uh, I'm not sure what the specific name is, but that 9% may be regulatory capital that they have to hold behind. Yeah. So it's but their what, base, what's, what's it's the, the base point? capital. So, so, we, so, there's, so something, they, they did a proof of concept for something called Britcoin, right? Not Bitcoin, mm. for like a British central, ba- central right. bank currency, right? So the whole idea is, if you imagine about like the British pound, there's nothing really you can do with it apart from spend it, right? If the government were to release a, let's call it a British pound, but was a crypto British pound, not only, okay, you can have all the conspiratorial sides, which may not even be conspiratorial, how you can just create loads of them, right, from from thin air. But if you think about the benefits of crypto, how it's electric, right, how it's digital, Mm -hmm. and all these little things you can add on, whether it's um, all, all the things you know about crypto, let's say NFTs, right? That, that's only because of crypto. Mm-hmm. So let's say you've got your own Bitcoin that Rishi Sunak's given you, and he can create NFTs, or you can create NFTs. Yeah. Now, I completely agree with Brian. I am, I mean, I can't see the future, but I am, am against it because the whole point of, of Bitcoin is that it's decentralized mm-hmm. and there's no centralized ownership or power that are controlling yeah. it. So, you know, it might be an easy sell for the government to say, okay, here's the Bitcoin, and you've got all these cool technologies you can add. It's like second layer, like an NFT is a second order effect of crypto. What a third, fourth, fifth, sixth yeah. order effect that we can't even see. Well, and you, it's, and, it's scary though. It yeah, is. it's scary. That's, that's the point. Programmable yeah. money. Just, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you will have to spend your money within a given time frame. Yeah, yeah. And location-based money. You can only spend your money oh, in wow. these locations yeah. Yeah. on these products. Yeah. If you and watch certain Netflix things, if you don't watch this, <laughs> a whole, and they're doing it in China, it's a yeah. whole um, credit system score, which mm. would be a social system score, which is obviously yeah. what you know, a lot of people are worried about. I just look at like, credits, you know, yeah. Yeah. I, in, in my lifetime, and I'm obviously, you know, a lot younger than all of you. Shut up. Um, Jesus. <laughs> a, I think it's time he, I went. He brings this up every time. Yeah. No, it's not. But I just, I, not. I just look it's at It's the like, Botox you've had. <laughs> I just look at like, when I was a kid, it was always, it was always, ah, no card, only cash. All right, I'm Welsh, so it might be slightly different and it might be a little bit of, you know, weirdness going on there. And now in London, ah, it's only card, no cash. And that's like, look at that change. When you actually think of that. Well, that change yeah. was driven by- And you all by, know that as well. Like, well that that yeah. change was driven by the concern of handling money during the COVID period. Yes. I mean, was it though? Yeah. Was it though? I don't know. Well, so, but they, you said I mean, like, before. What, I think no, 90% of that, notes yeah. have like cocaine on them, right? So you could make- <laughs> Oh, they, did you know that, James? I don't know. It's just something I read. <laughs> And they said like, no, or 100% of, you know when you watch no, the- I think it was true. I think Gordon Ramsay did that. If you he, watch- he literally did like, he, he did something where they looked at all the notes that was coming into his restaurant. He said every single one of them was got- Yeah, yeah. so if you look at the-, the uh, As has Thames Water. Producing, yeah. That's why they're not producing, that's why they're not producing notes with uh, Prince Charles on it, because there's yeah. enough Charlie on the rest of the night. Bloody hell, Jay says nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, Jay's been quiet for 30 minutes. Didn't you mention drugs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The history of cocaine. Cocaine? Just waiting for it. Yeah, that's good. Like, you know, that, that, I, I don't know if I agree. This is I a think serious it, podcast. <laughs> I think it's happened yeah, before. Yeah. I think, you know, agree, COVID did have an effect on like, yeah, we don't take 
you know, I think it was an excuse. Up. Yeah, it, but it, but it was part of a like we were already just, heading in that just, direction. Yeah, absolutely, and it yeah. exa- accelerated, accelerated, yeah. accelerated the whole process. And yeah. from a, if you're a business owner, you actually, on the one hand, you want to drive transactions through to debit card only from a, you know, protecting your business point of view in mm-hmm. terms cash can be stolen yeah. quite easily. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, criminal staff. I mean, I don't yeah, think most, of- pe- most people are good, but mm. you know, if you're in a pub and how easy is it to track whether your bar staff are uh, pocketing yeah. the money? Yeah. Yeah. So, but on the mm. other hand, you're paying 3% or 2% away to the, to the merchant service provider mm. payment processor. You don't, you don't want that. So it's definitely a natural progression, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, Digital currencies that are decentralized versus digital currencies that are produced by governments. They're not mutually exclusive. Governments were always, a government should be always looking to improve their processes. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the UK or the US might be issuing a digital currency shouldn't mean that the future of Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. are threatened. But with but on that, right, for example, when I used to try and buy Coinbase, uh, you know, USD or whatever, yeah. Tether or whatever it is, yeah. I'd use my NetWest card and it got harder and harder and harder and I'd phone NetWest and I'd go into NetWest and they said, look, we don't, I know it's a bank, but they would say, look, we don't want, and some banks are owned by the government, we don't want to be, you to be able to buy crypto on your card. Yeah. So I do think that there, where you say it's sort of not mutually exclusive, I do think there is a big issue between having, you know, I think there'll be a com- competition between the government CBDCs and what you'd call cryptocurrency. Yeah, absolutely will be. Yeah. Because if a government yeah. has um, a couple of tools to um, uh, adjust the economy, fiscal policy and monetary policy, yeah. if they don't have control over the currency that's being spent in their country, they can't effectively implement monetary policy. Yeah. That, the nation uh, state yeah. is defying. Basically, you don't have like, you know, the government can't function. But there, I think the big competition might actually be between the CBDCs and stable coins, USDC, mm. USDT. Yeah. And I don't actually think, I think the US are holding back and letting all the other countries do their CBDC experiments. And I think that the US I might agree with that. actually so just too, yeah. go and say, you know what, USDC is doing well. Everybody around the world's using it. Let's just back it. You know? And the moment they it's, back it, if it's heavily everything. regulated by the, by, you know, in the, U, in the US, and it's like, uh, every USD dollar is backed by a dollar in their reserves, then why not use that? So um, how much do you know about the people that issue USDC? Which institutions issue them? Coinbase. Uh, I think it's Circle, isn't it, in, in issue USDC? And then they, yeah, and then I, think, I don't know the reserves, but I think the reserves are... The actual issuance, and this isn't an area I'm an expert in, 10%, but, right. but the actual issuance of USD, of these um, stable coins is a cost. So you can't have that facility if money's not being made elsewhere. All right, okay. So if, yeah. you know, let's say it is current Coinbase that's issuing uh, USDT, which is the... Uh, or, or USDC, tether, yeah. USDC. Mm, yeah. Um, then if the rest of their business died, they couldn't continue issuing um, uh, USDC. Right. Is, is the cost the backing it with the reserve dollars? The, the cost is operational cost. It's the oh, technical right, okay. cost. It's, yeah. the, um, yeah. uh, it's you know, everything that goes around mm. managing um, right. a, um, a stable coin. Mm. It, it itself is not profitable. So th- whoever's involved in that area at the moment must be making money elsewhere in order to, to support that. that. Yeah. And yeah. the only reason why that exists actually 
is to get people into cryptocurrency. Mm. That's Those interesting. Deep, I never yeah, thought about that yeah, parameter, yeah. actually, yeah. from the fact that they, they have to cover their own costs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're getting one for one. You're getting yeah. one dollar for one USDT yeah. or one yeah, USDT. So think about all the electricity that's used, all the staff that mm. are involved in doing mm. that. How do they cover those costs? They do the same as the bank with a fractional ownership, right? A fractional and, reserve, sorry. Yeah, they don't and they're have not covered full. by um, uh, tax uh, dollars. Yeah. Of, uh, so they're performing that function. They yeah. haven't got government funding to do it. Yeah. I, I think these decentralized exchanges, though, um, uh, will, and they already are, some of the decentralized exchanges are doing more than Coinbase and the centralized exchanges. And they've got no one running them. The code just runs out there on the internet. You can go and copy the code, full kit, create another decentralized exchange. And they're doing crazy volumes. Crazy. And it's a real threat to the centralized exchanges. Yeah. And that's where the Coinbase share price is just like, it's tanking. Because really when everybody gets into crypto, you know, the entry drug is maybe you go on Coinbase but it's not long before you're off Coinbase and you're on to Uniswap or something else. Yeah. And that's where the action's happening. SEC's (laughs) after Uniswap though now. But he's yeah, he's based California, it. yeah. Uh, Darren begins with H isn't the guy who set up um Uniswap. He, you know, they were they were doing, I think, eight billion a day or something trading last year. Um and yeah, SEC have gone for them, but they're based in New York. Okay. Which seemed a bit, you know, crazy to me to base the company yeah. in the US. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening. But then you can just fork that decentralized exchange, copy the code, yeah, run it on the internet. And then you've got your own decentralized exchange and you can create and you know, he created like a third of the tokens for himself. This episode of the Boardman Podcast is sponsored by moviecoin.com, the place to go to get your movie funded by crypto and NFTs. Or if you'd like to actually invest in a film or a movie using crypto or fiat currency, please go to www.moviecoin.com and you'll receive profit shares of the movies you invest in. I love uh, Bittylicious. Oh. I've been using that since the beginning. Oh, is sl- Bittylicious still going? Yeah. <laughs> a little secret, <laughs> little secret there. Well, decentralized exchange. It's B- Bittylicious. It's, it's a central exchange. Yeah. yeah, it was being like gone for years. Oh, I should have yeah, told, 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 told you that. Told you that. Huh? Is it still huh? up? You, you told me about that. that. Yeah. 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 It's, it, I had a, I have a, a quite interesting story on crypto. I kicked myself. I had a, I was living with a friend, right? It was a bunch of us actually in 2011. I'll very, tell it very quickly. 2011, 2012. In a weird, like, care home in London, which we're going to tell us you've got coin on the hard no, drive. No, honestly, yeah. you're actually a billionaire. We're all broke. And this, you know, my mate used to like ride to work because he couldn't even afford to get the train. And he had, he had an IT job and he kept banging on my door, like, you know, at once, it probably once a week for, for, for a good period of time. We were in this um, property management company, so we didn't pay any bills. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. a setup. It was a yeah. cheap way to live in London, uh-huh. and, you know, trying to become an actor or make films. Um, he bang on my door and say, Matt, come on, we're not paying bills. I've got all these computers upstairs. I'm mining Bitcoin. Just come and get involved with me. Oh, mate, I'm go, like, go away. I'm with a girl or whatever. So I just, you know, get, I'm fine. Yeah. Just, he started mining Bitcoins in 2012 oh. for free, you know, upstairs in a care <laughs> home. And he's you know, retired, lives in Australia now. And I, I remember him coming back in 2017 and then I got into it and he showed me how to do it. And he was the yeah. one that said, buy from Bitalicious and I've, I've done it you know I've been doing it ever since and he uh, it's just a story that like you just it's one of those stories you like kick yourself for not for not getting involved and ev- everyone's got that hard drive story where they've got some on a hard drive and it's just like so yeah. a woman cost you money but that's why I heard <laughs> 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 not the first time it just <laughs> you were <laughs> distracting yeah. it was just like I went upstairs I saw, his, I saw his setup he had this small room and it was just it was polluted with all these he had computer after computer and you know the big chunky like desktop computers <laughs> so computer after computer after computer probably yeah 
Even difficulty level back then was so low. Yeah. Yeah. It was Did all you, CPUs then, then it moved yeah. to GPUs. Well, you know, you, CPUs you, first, then All GPUs. you needed was yeah. a, was a, yeah. enormous amounts of electricity because that was the cost, really. Yeah. yeah. And I remember we moved out and uh, the company said, guys, what, what the hell have you been doing? <laughs> and we're like, what? And, the, you know, if the bill was like 300 quid for one month, it went to like two grand. And I, I'm pretty sure no one ever paid it because it was just like, yeah, just get out because he was just running all these computers for, for oh, and he man. did it for ages and I'm, I've just still kicked myself because oh. I just should have gone. Is yeah. he enjoying himself in Australia now? He's retired, isn't he? He's like That's 30, it. 30, uh, yeah, he's gone crazy with all the money. <laughs> no, yeah. do you know what? He did it very well. And, and one of the things he explained to me was, Obviously, it's not really good advice to give people to get into crypto now because it's still a bit crazy. But you know, he was just—he just did it well. He put—he put in one. He moved it around. He mm. watched the market. As soon as he made money, he bought tangible assets with it. He, oh, know, yeah. he was buying really good things like gold and all this kind of stuff. I'd hang out with this guy a bit more. He seems yeah. really sensible. Yeah. Do you know what? He was get most, him on the show. Most, he's the most normal <laughs> yeah. guy in the world. And I think he just jumped on it and he's just one of those guys that just went, yeah. Yeah, this is something. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I'm just going to take a take a sort of a, a jump and see what happens. And, well, uh, and, and I think it was 2012 or 2013. My dad's a big fan of Max Kaiser. So I'm in the house one night and he's watching Max Kaiser on RT and he says, I think you should buy that Bitcoin stuff. I was like, What's this? He goes, on, watch this. So me and a friend spent a night putting money from our bank accounts to OK Pay in Cyprus, and from OK Pay to MT Gox, and we're buying Bitcoin one night for about thirty-eight pound a Bitcoin. He bought load. I well, not a load. Like I bought about five. He bought about more than that. Are you going to tell us you own Yahoo? Bit, bit a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then the next year, the MT Gox exchange. Obviously, there's yeah. a big hack. And nobody's ever seen any of their Bitcoin, and it's still wow. it gets kicked down the lane. You know, it's every every last month. Oh, the MT Gox uh, two hundred thousand odd Bitcoin is going to be released. No, it's not. Right, it's going to be released. Don't start. So yeah, really that's good, my experience. What's the really I, good? But the thing is that I didn't do, and my friend didn't do. We left it on an exchange. Right. That was the problem back is then. That, what's the What's the really? Good, it was a really good documentary. It was one of the last things I saw on Netflix, and it was about a Canadian. Cryptocurrency. Oh yeah, was, the crypto king. The crypto king. I haven't store, seen that. Yeah, storing it all, and it just disappeared. I think. It was, yeah. I think it was actually billions, but I'll say millions because I don't know the exact figure. Yeah. And they just like complete. And he's, he died. I think got killed. Spoiler alert. But yeah. but um, that, that's the thing. Like I, that's it. And that actually scared me after that from investing in crypto. So that's put me off. Mm. And then I missed all these different, like, I missed 2017. I missed, you know, the build up to that because I was just like, oh, well, I just, I just did it and didn't touch it. That's the thing. I didn't yeah. care. I actually probably didn't look at it for about two, three years. Literally did a little bit. I wanted him to show me how to do it. So when he came back, I just attacked him and said, show me how to do it. And got, was that you, in 2017? Yeah. That was a good time. It was so. a good time. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. sort of come up, yeah. Ethereum time. But you, you know, if like, the last thing sort of on the utility of it, like if you think, I remember reading Russell Brand's book and how he said, if you start a business, you know, instead of the CEO having everything, give like 25% to the staff, you know, and have, have it as a more fair business. That's a really, with the company's house, mm. to assign shares to people, that's really difficult. And, you know, a new member of staff comes in as a PA, to give them like 0.001% is hard. But if you ha if you base it on a, on, a, on a cryptocurrency, your own currency, like a layer two currency, yeah. and everybody comes in and based on the amount of work they do, you can digitally assign them tokens. I think it's a really, really good futuristic way of like running businesses. Right. But the one thing I would say, just on what we were speaking about before, if you know it's going to go up or down, it's impossible to know, right? For us, for me anyway, you know, a lot of people say, okay, well, you know, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, these guys, they don't want it to work. They've made it very clear that they they said that they would short Bitcoin. Right? I think it's going to fly up, just so you know. 
I'm no, going to say that on camera. What I'm, I think it's going to fly up in the okay. next supplements. But the only person that I really listen to, uh, who I am like lo- love and respect, and I'm Matt loved. Huh? <laughs> like me? Yeah, no. you, Matt Hookins, and Elon Musk. And he says, you know, because he, he's like a realist, right? And he spends a lot of time. He seems to have somehow a deep understanding of all these different areas. And he says, do you know what? I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. I don't think he's going to be what everybody says, this thing that's just everybody's going to transact on Bitcoin forever and there's going to be no more, you know, fiat currency. He says it's going to be good. There's going to be real use cases, but that's it. So that's kind of like a normal realist approach to take. Do you know what I mean? It'll find its space, basically. Yeah. It'll, it'll, it, and it is, and it is, and it's needed. Mm. That's, but interesting what you just said before that. Sounds like a DAO. Sounds like a decentralized autonomous organization. And that's yeah. like, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. You know, if you've got like a situation where you've, you know, you've got, you got a company, uh, everybody's on a DAO, uh, you know, everybody basically gets governance tokens within that company. Yeah. And then that has like uh voting rights value. Yeah. Yeah. Voting rights and stuff like that. It's interesting how that would work. There's you know? a better way of doing it now. There's share options and the UK government supports it. There's a system called EMI enterprise management incentive scheme. And it's a tax efficient way of you giving your employee shares in an existing legal I, system. But the thing is, right. because it's a, when it's a DAO or a decentralized autonomous organization, you would have voting rights even on the legal contracts. And you'd say, okay, this is an unfair um, part of the legal contract. And you can make things a lot fair because it's all on the ledger for everybody to see. Rather than I could easily con Jay into working for the company and say, Jay, read this 100-page legal, legal document and get him on some, some clauses. So I do think the, th- the fact that it's all to- autonomous. But in the environment that you've described, that's probably in a smart contract way has also got its own rules, right? If you hired an employee and suddenly you discovered that that individual was giving all your IP rights to a competitor, yeah, would you want them to have um, voting rights in your company? So that, you know, good behavior has to be rewarded, bad behavior has to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether it's on a share option scheme that's, you know, traditional legal, legal contract or somehow um, on the DAO... But- yeah, but you're yeah. Talk, if, if you think about a startup, an entrepreneurial business, yeah. right, they're not going to have the skill set to find a legal company, to, to spend all the legal fees. And you could literally just get this all set up and running now as a template. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think there's room for... Do you know what I think? Well, I think we're all sort of agreeing. The one thing we're all agreeing with, there's a, there's, there's a place for all of this. There's a place for... Absolutely. EMI, is it? Yeah, EMI. EMI. Yeah. There's a place for uh, a DAO. Mm. There's a place for, you know, Bitcoin... There's a place for GBP. There's a place for... Okay, so what I was going to... Brian, I was going to ask a couple of specific points as well. Mm. Um, the Kim Kardashian thing. Mm. Does that mean they're coming for everybody now, the SEC? Well, wait there. Let's explain what's happened, just for people... All right, know. so Brian should explain. <laughs> so Kim Kardashian, I think last year, was basically putting uh, paid promotions of a cryptocurrency called... Ethereum Max up on her Instagram and basically saying, oh, guys, look at this cryptocurrency. It's called Ethereum Max. It looks like a good one. You yeah, know? promotion. Like, yeah, but she wasn't... So she disclo- was getting paid by the company yeah, but she to wasn't, promote it on her Instagram. But she wasn't right. disclosing... The problem is she wasn't disclosing that she had got paid uh, a quarter of a million to put up this Instagram post. And that was the problem. Like, if, if she's just going to get be in an advertisement for a cryptocurrency, that's fine. Be in an advertisement a little bit like Matt Damon. But... That was a little bit, you know. But surely she's surely she's not gonna. I mean, surely that's common sense that if she's post, if Kim Kardashian's posting something about cryptocurrency, someone's paying her. To no, post but that. part of the SEC, so to come under a security, there's a certain number of points, right? This just took me ages to get my head around, right? And one of them is, if I say this crypto is going to go up and I own this crypto, 
I, I, I'm, I go against the SEC rules. Right. Right. And, and, and but then Elon Musk do that with, with Dogecoin. Is on Dodge Twitter. Or Doge? Oh, see? But I've, he, just, I've just made you all think. I he did. think he did. Yeah. But did he went on Twitter and said, all by Dogecoin now, it's going crazy. And he, had but did lo- he, he had loads of it. But did yeah. he own it though? No, he didn't own it, but he had loads of it. Yeah, but you can it. do that. She doesn't own the company. There's no conflict of interest there. Well, if, if, put it this way, right? If you're Elon Musk or you're Kim Kardashian, and you say, go and buy this, he didn't and I've got loads of it, and people buy loads of it, what happens to I, me? I think it's more than just saying, I think it's more than the issue that you've highlighted. Um, I haven't looked at, I don't know the, the news report, but uh, you, you all know that marketing securities is a regulated um, activity. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't just go out and say, go and buy this, especially buy this stuff, especially if you're a public figure. Because right. your your audience is huge. Yeah. Yeah. So if you know, if I if I turn around to James and I said, you know, mate, I've come across this great investment, you should pile in. That's two mates talking. I haven't got a mm. megaphone um providing information to a massive audience um where they think I've got credibility in a certain mm. area. So to but me it's not just the payment. By yeah, that, this that yeah. enterprise. But I, I think well. most people know uh, even that you know these Instagram influencers when they're showing products that they know they're getting a percentage of these. Um, well, then it all change on Instagram. Interesting, interesting yeah, I, I, don't, I think yeah. most people would know yeah, that there's a I kickback. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing for me is um, there are there are rules around financial hmm. products, and a lot of them are based on whether you're marketing a product and you're not um, uh, providing the the disclosures that someone who um, is regulated would need to provide and you'd need to know um, the information, the type of information that you need to give your customers. So I think that that's probably a big part of the yeah, reason why she's been... But that changed with, like, so th- there was a point, I can't remember when, there was a point, it was probably about a year ago or something along those lines where Instagram, it became, you had, to, you, you know, you, whenever you posted something, you could just post something and you could kind of secretly get paid from it and be like, hey, you know, buy this lighter and it's a great lighter. Mm. Now, if you post something on Instagram, you have to say it's a paid promotion. It's it's it, you can't right. you can't do that anymore. It has to be you have to acknowledge if, if <clears throat> Nike are paying you, you have to acknowledge that you're being paid to post yeah. or promote. So it. Why was she yeah. stupid enough to not put a tag because because on that because a year ago it probably wasn't that probably wasn't in place. And mm. and she can't tell the difference between bras and cryptocurrency. Um, uh, I'm not saying saying she wears cryptocurrency. For her, it's just um, uh, promoting another product. Yeah, and who knows whether she did it or was one of our aides. Yeah, just yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. We're putting this up, and she wants to become an attorney as well, so it's going to really affect her yeah, personally. That's, that's, well, that's now the that we're on the Kardashians, which is a great topic, um, I think Kendall Jenner did something. Was it Kendall Jenner? She did something where she, something happened with Snapchat. I don't know how I know this because I don't even have Snapchat, but something happened with Snapchat. They changed one of their filters or one of their settings and updated the system or whatever, you know, has apps update. And she went online and said, it's horrible. I hate it. And the, the, they changed the, it. Yeah. They just went, yeah. the, the whole Snapchat just went like the shares just dropped and they changed it back because the oh, power, she, she had so much power, yeah, yeah. so much influence on, mm. okay, don't use this. That. Yeah. So, well, that's, that's like Elon Musk driving the Dogecoin. No, not driving the Dogecoin price, but driving the whole crypto market. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like yeah, the BSCD yeah. correlate, thing. You can correlate the swings yeah. in the crypto market based on his tweets. Uh, exactly. But luckily those days are over. 
I think. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen again because he's he did tweet a few times and it it didn't even manage to. I think I think he, someone was said to him because he I think he took it. I think he retracted some of it. He said like you know buy Dogecoin or he, you know what he did was he made Bitcoin um, available to buy with Tesla. Tesla and then he and withdrew. Then he, yeah, and then he pulled it out. that was the big. Did he yeah. pull the whole lot out? Yeah, whole half you can't buy, Yeah, you used to be able to buy Bitcoin. You used to be like Tesla. No, no, but he bought half a billion dollars, didn't he, of Bitcoin? Yeah, where well, he was one of the first people yeah. with Michael Saylor, third or two thirds or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he sold quite a lot of like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. he was the one selling the whole time. So you might know then. So what? So what's happening with um, Kim Kardashian? Is she getting in trouble, or is it just a, what? What's actually happening? So she has made an agreement. She was charged with this, you know, promotion of an unregistered security without disclosing that you've been paid. And now uh, to stop a whole long protracted case, she's decided to settle. So she's settled for... 1.3. 1.3 million or something, or something like that. Like that yeah. So she just wants to get it all over. Who's she paying with. that to? The SEC. The SEC. Right. Securities and Exchange Commission. But the right. thing is, the SEC, like, I think they're, you know, they could. there's so many people that could target for, you know, yeah. uh, for shilling unregistered securities. But obviously they're going after her because it makes a big statement. It's yeah. kind of like, no more of this, folks. I'm Gary Gensler. I'm the guy that's basically going to rein in this whole, all these snake oil sellers, I'm going to try and sort it out. And the only thing that's not a security is Bitcoin, he says. Everything else is an unregistered security, which is actually a kind of a way of basically looking at a whole industry and just going, you know what, I'm just going to just press that down, suppress it, not even let it work. So I think there's a lot of politicians in the US. They're actually, you know, secretly frustrated. Mm. Not secretly, like there's politicians that are explicitly frustrated with him because he's basically trying to, you know, he's, you know, you're meant to let this ecosystem flourish. Right. Actually, they don't want to lose dollar dominance. That's the key thing. Here. Dollar dominance. I like Do- that. They don't want to lose nice. dollar dominance, yeah. and they're already starting to lose dollar dominance with what's going on in Ukraine. Mm. Um, Russia now selling their energy for rubles. Yeah. Um, MBS thinking uh, or doing the same thing. Dollar dom- dominance is being tested. Well, is this just dollar the US dominance though? goes? That's yeah. the the US is kind of like it's the US's top dog is yeah. that's it all over. But is this know? just the US? Like would Kim would Kim Kardashian would she get in trouble for what she no, did? So if she did in the SEC, UK. SEC is just the US. Right. So, yeah. so we have the FCA here, right? Yeah. So like every country has their own regulation, mm-hmm. and that's why crypto companies would set up in the Cayman Islands and all these different areas. But they now all pretty much Isle of Wight, all these places, they all have their own regulations. Right. And you have to fill in and follow all their regulations. But and what's the main problem with the US? What's why, why the SEC? Right. So if you come under what's called a security Security, and there's a number of things you can test to say that you're a security, then you can get in trouble, basically. It's like um, a really... It's a, it's, it's, security I'm, doesn't mean bouncer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, 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 uh, equity, yeah. sorry, I'm not trying to be uh, no, no, I know facetious, yeah. um, but it can be shares or, or, or loans or equity and bonds, same thing. Yeah. Um, the, the SEC and the FCA have been set up to regulate that market. Right. So if you don't fall into that market... They can't regulate you. Yeah. On the first look, yeah. it comes across a real shame. Because if you've got a great idea and you want to set it up, for example, like we're part of, we have uh, cryptocurrency, right? And we can't sell it in the US. Mm. We can't say to anybody in the US, buy this cryptocurrency. So, you know. You they, can't tell people to buy it. No. But no, not everyone's they're not even honest, honest. But well, not well, everyone's as honest as you. This is These institutions yeah. are set up to protect retail customers. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And rightly so. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. can someone buy it if they want to buy it? Yeah. Because they could. But I can't say, go and buy it. Yeah. Well, well, just, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not allowed. Well, rightly so, because we did have that whole period where all those dodgy ICO, ICOs, initial yeah. coin offerings were happening. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at a lot of those companies that were just basically getting... White paper. 
Yeah, they released white paper, had a team, and all this here, yeah. development, whatever, marketing wallet, all that sort of stuff, get a load of money in, and then you don't hear about them anymore, and they were all kind of anonymous anyway. But and a lot of people made a lot of money from those ICOs, because yeah. anyone who knew about an ICO, pretty much until, you know, NFTs came along, anybody who bought an ICO would make money. Now, Tezos, Ethereum, they were all ICOs. Yeah. They all went crazy. They're- but there were loads of others in tandem, and if you got in, you, 99% of them didn't make money as an ICO, but you would have made money if you bought the tokens. Yeah, you, if you got in earlier enough and you weren't the one to like sort of hold the fallen bag at the end of it all whenever yeah. it was all ready to go. I but think there's going to be more court cases yeah. in relation to ICOs. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, where... where um, oh, this started. The, the yeah. successful ones, you know, those weren't scams. They were supporting real businesses. But yeah. those that weren't, weren't supporting real businesses, if the SEC has got bandwidth, yeah. they will go for them. Yeah. You can't just do that. That's an ICO is an IPO. It is. And, and like yeah. if you look at some of the companies that did ICOs or these like crypto entities, they did just vanish with lots of money from people. And they didn't uh, and they didn't present what they said they were gonna present. Like nothing came of it and stuff like that. Like a, yeah. you know, there's no point in naming a few of them, but I, I did like a, a piece on like lots of them just looking into oh what happened, those ones. And then you go on Reddit and you look and you go, right, you know. They've vanished, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody knows who the uh, the personnel are behind it and stuff like that. So that is a big problem. Yeah. That's a big problem. Um, all right, so, so Brian, what other sort of uh, insights have you had, right? I don't want to, it's so interesting to sit and talk to strangers, but I know your time is... is so obviously we're going to see you tomorrow at yes. DeFi conference. Yeah, yeah, we're going to the DeFi conference. And, so, yeah. yeah, and what other things are you uh, sort of... Because you're a journalist, right? So mm. you're obviously <clears> going <throat> out there, finding all this information... What other sort of things are you learning, like or or trends? He's well, posting for Yahoo. He's trying to make Yahoo uh, big. Yeah, I yeah. want to make, make Yahoo rival Google and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> I'm Web two. I'm just Web two. Uh, I think actually one of the most interesting things for me are crypto communities. You know, the Discord. No, yeah. The, okay, so like crypto community, they get behind like a, a coin or a token, and uh, they really rally behind it like you know you get the ship army you get all these different armies and weird groups you get the discord group the telegram group and stuff like that but everyone was talking about that you know back in can in may and it's like oh community this community that and now it's just like right okay isn't it it's a bit weird isn't it's this bit, whole word community yeah. and it's kind of like if the community it, was that strong then certain coins wouldn't have <clears> dropped well that's it like so basically it's a community at the beginning when the going's good and the people that you know own most of the coins are like really like driving the community yeah. and as soon as like the going gets tough they, they you know they basically drain it yeah. and then you've got all this these sort of like lonely people still in these discord groups and, and telegram groups wondering <laughs> well, I, look I, you know, I'm, I'm very honest I'm, I'm one where's of, the I, community I, I had, yeah where's the community yeah. that I was promised <laughs> I had and, discord and I was using it loads for loads of things and I haven't used it for ages yeah it's, it's not, that's another weird thing like discord and stuff like that and I just think it's kind of like they're really pushing this community thing but there is actually something in it so I wouldn't just discard mm. crypto communities as just being uh, a sham just for people to shill tokens yeah. to to people to come in but like but yeah we've been so basically me and a friend uh, are doing a documentary like a feature length documentary about crypto communities and you know we've got like we've involved loads of different people like John Zerzan don't know whether you know him we've got like uh, you know economists in the US we've got different people from different crypto communities involved in it so we're, we're looking at different you know, communities, what the people do, what the people say, how, uh, why they're in these communities. And some of them have actually stood the test of time and they're still a community. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, what is behind that? What, what's, what's the psychology? What, why do you want to be in this community? What's, what is it other than coin go up, coin go down? Yeah. There must be something else in this. So we're kind of following them. We've been following them for like a number right. of months now. So, so that, I think that's really interesting. Just, it just, it just feels a bit, it just feels a bit like, um, let's <laughs> say, um, referring to Tetris. It feels a bit Tetris with discord. It's like, I remember using it thinking, this doesn't feel like we're, going ahead it just felt a bit like you know old style you know tetris vibe where you're like you know typing and it's all a bit it's, it was all a bit sort of you know old in the way that it was operating i don't know that's i don't know so what's popular about those trends <clears throat> that, that that community that is still having a following what, what trends that's interesting are? isn't it so they, they, they probably must have something beyond i'm just in yeah. this because i want the coin to go up in value yeah and and each of these communities have their own certain values and some of them some of the values are very strange and probably, you know, uh, probably destructive, you know, because some of these crypto communities have like crawled out of the margins of 4chan and places like that. And uh, yeah, but some of them are still there. So like, uh, what is it? What is it that's keeping these people together? Can you ask the same question about the people that first adopted cryptocurrencies? I mean, why did they do it in the first place? You could, yeah. Like, it's just kind of like a, I'm in an exclusive community. I know about this thing, you know. And then you've got all these sort of uh, buzzwords like I'm in it for the tech, I'm in it for the utility mm. and all that. And it's just kind of like... Because it's all still quite exclusive, really. But if you think how many people actually got crypto and NFTs. With, with the Discord thing, it's funny what you say because a lot of people say it's clunky, right? But being, so clunky. That's it, exactly the word I was on. Tetris. But, but being a coder, it's actually... The technology is actually very good. Although theoretically it's not great because you can just set up another server with the same icon and anyone can just um, con your users mm. into connecting their wallet and you can just take all their money. Apart from that, the way that Discord works is actually very good. The way you can boost servers, the way you can just have a, a phone, telephone call, a, a voice only group, the way you can have cr- as many administrative levels as you want, right. the mm. way you can, yeah, I can just send you a Discord link, right? Discord.gg slash, I can buy a custom URL like Matt Hookins or whatever, invite people there. Everybody can start talking. You share pictures. It's like a it's like WhatsApp 2.0. I don't want to use 0, but it's like a much better version of WhatsApp that's open and public. But there's all these cool things. You can add every type of emoji, right? You can add images. You can pay people. You can send micro payments. You can boost a server. You can buy all these extra features. So it is actually really good. But I think it's number one, you know, in the same way MySpace was for sort of, you know, mm. social networking. Mm. There'll be the next one and the next one and the next one. But... The, the, the core question is, outside the boring bit, the technology bit, is can you sustain those communities? Well, that, that, that's the big thing. So that's that's what we're doing. Like, So we're basically checking in on all, all these different communities and the people we've uh, kind of befriended in it. And we're just sort of like, how long can you sustain these things? You know, how long can it go on, especially in the bear market? So it's really interesting. You know, it's, so you're in communication with these Yeah, yeah. And then we, we, we like talk to like, you know, economists or sociologists or anthropologists and say, look, you know, this is a thing. This is a phenomenon. These things are happening. And I don't think crypto communities are going away anywhere. And I actually think they have a certain amount of uh, value because if you look at like what the SHIB army can do, if they want to get behind something. Yeah. Have you seen these alpha groups? No. What, right. What okay. These are incredible. It's fi- it's very interesting because you're going, it's like you say, you're going into closer to 4chan, you're going into these deep recesses of the internet, right? And that's what fascinates me. I never forget watching one of those documentaries. One of the hackers was called Fiber Optic with a K. I think he's dead now as well. And they would sort of do hack into all. And, and that sort of at the beginning of crypto, it was very specific. People knew about it, right? What are you laughing at? No, I was just, I just I, I, and, and this scared me. But what's really dead? I thought you know, is that a, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but um, what's super interesting? 
These alpha groups, I got into one of them. It's a closed Discord channel. They're normally three or 4,000 users. And you've got the admin and you say, look, can you do this? Nothing physical. It's like, can you spread? Can you show? Can you put this out? It's unbelievable the response that you get back. Because right. it's like an army and they'll go out whether you want them to post this or post that. They have amazing control. And those alpha groups, you're right, they are in the deep recesses and they, can, they have a lot of pull. Yeah. They yeah. can do a lot of things. That's very interesting. And I've seen that. And they're a, a certain type of people. Yeah. Like they're very, they're, you know, they're great at coding. Yeah. They're great at operating online. They're great at operating like, uh, you know, whatever it is that you need them to do. But then mm. when they sort of get their token to a certain degree of yeah. sort of popularity, then there's a flood of people that are coming in, speculators. Yeah. And then when it grows a bit more, then yeah. you get the, the retail flood. And yeah. then that's what happened, like the whole SHIB thing. Yeah. And... There's something in that. Like, and, and is, where, where it actually comes from, as you were saying, is these alpha groups or these kind of marginal groups yeah. in 4chan and places like that. Yeah. And it's weird to see how it, how it evolves from there to have become you, have an you seen, entity. I forget the name of it because I've not been looking for a while, but there's one where there's a thousand users closed. There's never, there can never be a thousand and one. And you buy the NFT and that gives you access into Discord. So you connect your wallet. You can only enter the Discord if you have that NFT. It's $100,000, right? So it's 50 Ethereum. Do you know the one I mean? Is it called The Game? I heard about this yeah. one, yeah. And everybody pays in and, and you, you have to pay a hundred grand dollars mm. and then you're in and then they give you all this information about the NFT market and the crypto market. So the fact that like a thousand people, you know, are paying a hundred thousand dollars and, are, you know, they exist and there's people that are doing it. So I think a documentary on that would be fantastic to get an insight into those people and where... it's Yeah, and we're, we're looking at everything from the groups that are sort of uh, very, have a lot of sort of potential like... Uh, and high-end groups, you know, like, you know, full of like high-end coders and all, right the way to like name coin groups, you know, that would be on like, uh, but 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 they all have their different values and all have their different kind of uh, sort of uh, vibes coming out of them. Yeah. But it's how they're getting on, like everything was going well in the bull market, but it's how they're getting on now in this bear market. And mm-hmm. some of them are still there, some of them are still going. And I sort of check in on them now and again. And they do... Some of them do crazy stuff. Yeah, that's 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 really cool because I think, you know, we all hope it's going to come up, right? We're all hopeful. And those communities do still exist. And, you know, every time the market would go down, everybody would say, everybody would get worried, right? Because the newspapers print that Bitcoin's gone down, the media prints it's gone. Mm. gone and everybody, you know, has this fear, right, that in the bear market. And then like a week later, it would come back up. It's just that this bear market's longer it is, it's yeah. it's That's why I think the hype runs it because as soon as, as soon as but, the hype builds up, everyone gets excited about it. It's so, like, ah, okay, let's get back on the man. Say, for example, you made a film, right? And it was, uh, you know, and, and you could create NFTs where you could bet, uh, where you could um, vote on which character gets cast or whatever. You can also then, for that, for that movie, have a Discord, right? So let's say it becomes a cult movie and everybody just chats about the movie. Yeah. That's a community. That's really interesting. So if you look at the power of these meme coin communities, and there's a serious power what they can do, because there's just they're incentivized behind whatever like coin that they are behind. Yeah. But if you can connect that to say like a movie and have like a community based on that, yeah. Then, you know, it's a marketing dream. You can imagine all these brands and all looking at this and just going, "God, we would die to have that." Mm-hmm. Could you, you know, have the same apply the same logic to a documentary? What like the documentary becomes its own sort of uh, yeah. community and yeah. becomes its own yeah. has a cryptocurrency. Which the yeah, that's very interesting. For, right? <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> yeah, it's like a yeah, it's like a whole like self aware documentary. I like that. What about the documentary within <laughs> do a we, documentary? Uh, <laughs> do you always have to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
you want to percentage just this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that happens here, yeah. it's all right, okay. five ways. Yeah. What's, what's yeah. your okay. intro thoughts on this, Jay? Being quite, you know, normal and simple-minded. Well, I, I, no, right. <laughs> well, someone who's not come from finance, you know, I want to ask a question. You know, let's say the the average person, you know, not has much money. You doesn't know what to. <laughs> Yeah, maybe me, yeah, of course. Yeah. But doesn't know what to get involved with in terms of like, you know, commodities, shares, whatever, whatever it may be, you know, whether it be Bitcoin and you're saying, you know, that the trend is going to come up. So the question is, what's what's going to trend? What's what's best to get involved with right now? Well, I, I would, the answer is, do you want money in the short term or the long term? Long term. Oh, long term. Well... <laughs> I should have said short term. A few exciting tips, Rich. Ah, XRP. <laughs> I think. Can XRP, you say that or not about that? Well, I, I well I don't know, but like uh, I just sort of thinking if you're going for short term stuff, uh, you know, look at all the different, look at all the blue chip cryptos. You know, the top ones. Look what's all up ahead in the next few months for them. XRP's got like that SEC case. They might win it. They may not win it. That's interesting. I thought they were going to win it. I don't know. Like they might win it. They might not win it. Okay. You know. Uh, but you look down the line, <laughs> you look down the line, and uh, there could be a low cap crypto out there that maybe has I don't know, like say ninety thousand dollars worth of you know uh, in in its market cap is about say ninety thousand dollars right. or under. Well, all it takes is a little bit of like spillage into that yeah. to make you know whatever investment you put in mm -hmm. to make that investment. Like 10x, 20x, very okay. quickly. And that's what a lot of people try and trade these altcoins, these alternative coins, and mm. make money, make those type of returns. Yeah, right? they're, they're the, the ones that get in early yeah. when it's yeah. really low cap, yeah. and they buy a, a large portion of it. And then whenever like it starts, like different like investments, retail investments starts coming in, mm -hmm. and they just watch it, and then they just know when to get out. I see. But the thing is about that is uh, there's... You know, there's what, how many crypto? Is it twenty eight thousand cryptocurrencies? Something like that. And there's like thousands. more happening every day and coming yeah. online. Yeah. So it's like a real. It's it's probably, like I don't do it, but is it worth your time doing that or worth your time just going down to the bookies? No, for sure. It, do you know what I mean? Is, yeah. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's sure. it's it's one one other thing I'd like to say as well. It's weird on you know you, we we haven't really touched on what happens in society and everyday life. I, I know this because I've gone to I've gone to like want to post something or promote something, whether it be on social media or whatever, and then and then God, oh God, you know, someone's died. It's just the wrong time to do it. Or, you know, let's just use a, a much bigger example at the moment, like the the war, even the queen dying, you know, something like that where th those those things just knock, you know, societal like, okay, if, if we've just left COVID and crypto's on a massive high and everyone's promoted, great. But then you know, a war comes along mm. or something massive. Changes again. It changes, it changes like, yeah, it changes people's appeal. And that's what, and even, even as much as I would say as seasons, you know, like. So you weather. mean, you mean what's going on in the world affects people's focus or their. I think um, so. Yeah. You know, their receptiveness of certain yeah. investments. And, and I, I think even, even seasons and weather yeah, I, yeah, in yeah. a weird way, as much that as is. like, you know, is, and I relate that a lot to filming and what, you know, what, what, you know the, the areas that I'm okay. working in, in terms of like someone going to see someone going to sit in a cinema all day when Actually, it's boiling hot. Traders in in mm. banks, th th these are things that they try and understand so they know when to buy in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So if there's if there is blood on the street, I mean Warren Buffett said, you know, I buy when there's blood on the street. Right. Mm. He'll he'll find something that he thinks has got uh, a good long term return. 
and yeah. wait for the right time to buy. So mm. actually, this what you're describing is something that professional investors always look out for. Mm. They look out for those short-term dips on mm. uh, uh, as a uh, as a point to get into an investment into into things that they believe in the long yeah. run. In terms of the point, the question that you asked, um, my, uh, my strategy would be, you know, putting a little bit of money aside in the top cryptocurrencies, almost like on a standing order basis, mm -hmm. £100 a month, mm -hmm. something small. So you're in the game. It's something that you don't miss. It's like setting up a, an account to buy the lottery every yeah. week. You spend five or £10 and then have your... Your, your small um, uh, little fund to buy these alternative coins and, see, and maybe yeah. hit the jackpot one day. Yeah, yeah. But I, I wouldn't be that's putting true. in a, a pile of money that would really affect your lifestyle at the moment. You yeah, know, that's that's not the approach that I would take. Yeah, that's no, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I spoke to Max Kaiser recently, you know, in an interview, and he just basically said, "Look, Bitcoin. He's biggest Bitcoin maximalist in the world. He basically said, look, Bitcoin.'" If you're going to invest, never ever borrow to invest because it's so volatile. Mm -hmm. And that's coming from Max Kaiser. Mm -hmm. So that's it. Like, you, you know, you never borrow to invest. Yeah, but absolutely. like dollar cost averaging, as you say, yeah. just put in yeah. a little bit every month and um, be on the lookout. Maybe if you want to make sort of like uh, 10, 20 X's on these sort of like small low cap uh, coins. But that's a minefield, that kind of thing. Yeah. Should we all go casino now? <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. It's, it's quick, not quick just get a the it's, casino. Not, it's not dissimilar. Go down to the dog yeah. track. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not it's not like dissimilar. It's more right. fun actually going to the dog track, you know. Yeah. But... <laughs> all right. I think your time is up, right? Oh, so okay, my time's up. <laughs> <laughs> I can leave though. I've unlocked the door. Yeah. Yeah. Right, guys. <laughs> it was lovely. All right. Oh, so hey, guys, that's a wrap.